commentary, technology, preparedness, and pop culture. From Nashville, Tennessee, the home of hot chicken, he's Jess, the straight Christian conservative. And he's Chris, the gay Buddhist libertarian. We will explore today's issues with opposing viewpoints. And feature guests with incredible or unique stories. We may say things differently. But in the end, this is... Still still love love you, bro. bro. Man, I tell you, Chris... Switching it up like that really like messes with my mind. It does. What did we? That was like six takes, I think. The oh, listeners don't get to hear all that fun. I think we're stuff. we're just gonna go with this one, even though I still kind of like stuttered in the middle of trying to say your your part. Yeah, that's all right though. It's all right. Oh man, I am kind of. Uh, oh, I'm under the weather today. I have some allergies. Um, as far as we know, it's okay. Chris is vaccinated, so. He is 100% shielded from any COVID-19. Is that 100% true, right, Chris? I don't know. So that's why I'm sitting like 13 feet away in the studio from you. Well, we got a long enough boom arms in here. <laughs> it works pretty easily. Yeah, I think we'll be fine. Well, what do you got today, Chris? I am i didn't really bring much because I've, I've been spending most of my time sleeping <laughs> when I was uh, not at work. Um, so what, what, are we, what are we bringing? I hear we had a little incident uh, in the technology industry today. And yeah, so... This is Monday, by the way. This is when we record things. So now now that you're listening to this on Saturday or Sunday, this is probably old news, but we're going to report it yeah. like it just happened. Yeah, we, we may record on Mondays, but we're going to start releasing midweek now. That way there's not a huge delay in the news. Um, you know, I was actually at work. I was on a break, and I was sitting outside on the veranda. And um and I was browsing Facebook, just looking to see what was going on. And all of a sudden, it quit working. And I was like, oh, no, there's a problem with the Wi-Fi. It had to be the Wi-Fi. And um, later on in the day, I tried it again, and it still didn't work. And I thought, what's the app? I use the Facebook Lite app because it's just, you know, light. Mm, smoother. And use, uses less data and all that. So finally, you know, like later on, like 5 in the afternoon, I thought, well, it's just broken. It's my stupid Android because I've had to go to an Android. Now. Always blame it on the Android. Yes. Yeah. So I downloaded like Facebook full and it, it wouldn't log in. Well, come to find out everything owned by Facebook today, Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram was offline for a majority of people for over six hours. In fact, at the time we're doing this podcast, um, a majority of people haven't been able to get back on Instagram um, just because of a DNS misconfiguration. Um, and we're not going to get too technical, but basically a guy somewhere was updating something in a, in a computer system somewhere and just shut down Facebook. And to a lot of people though, Facebook is the internet. I can't believe that that was something so simple. I mean, I understand messing up DNS. I've done that before, but obviously on the small scale of like my own website or, or something that was easy to fix. But think about if you mess up facebook.com or one of its subsequent domains, and this wasn't just Facebook. This was Instagram, WhatsApp, all the companies owned by Facebook. So this tells me it probably was not the actual Facebook.com domain. It was like a core server domain that gets called every single time any of those apps access um, a resource from Facebook. Yeah, so. I'd say that guy or that group is probably a little nervous right now. I'd say so. Because calls an international outage <laughs> yeah. of their company. Um, And then moving from international news, uh, there's a huge oil spill in California I've been catching news about, um, and it looks like a a pipeline has burst, and there's over 130,000, they estimate, gallons of heavy crude oil uh, that popped up Sunday that's affecting like 25 miles of coastline, beautiful beaches in California. 
uh, this just thick, greasy oil that is washed up, and they're finding like fish and birds yeah. um, already washing up, and and they're calling it. The scientists are saying that they're bracing for an environmental catastrophe. Um, and what's interesting, just at the time of this recording, we keep giving that um, uh, that disclaimer there, but they haven't found the source of the leak, or they don't understand like why it happened yet. So there's Do we divers. Know what company it is, or. It, I didn't see anything in the article, but there's apparently divers down there like inspecting this pipeline to figure out where the oil's coming from. Hmm. I feel like they would have some sort of technology to help them narrow that down because I'm sure it would be really expensive to have divers cover, you know, the entirety of this pipeline because well, sure. surely it goes on for hundreds of miles. I mean, that'd be crazy if you expected divers to just inspect every little bit of that. You would think. Or if you have any ideas, listeners, on technology or a way to design a underwater oil pipe like a pipeline roving robot or something yeah now's the time to do it um but you know this is this is catastrophic i mean that is a lot of oil just coming out from from nowhere right now yeah um and they've closed a lot of beaches and even more close to home i mean i'm sure oil prices are going to start shooting up just because of the loss of product in that in that way yeah and what's weird though it's a north to south pipeline so you know i don't know the the distribution channel of, of that pipeline but um, I'm gonna. Assume, I'm assuming that it's just taking oil from up north to down south. I don't know necessarily that it that it you know is moving it across country, but who knows? I mean, in the grand scheme of thing, I'm sure some of that oil. Any makes supply disruption will probably yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Oil prices gas. are already a little bit high, so just prepare for everyone to panic and go buy a bunch of stuff. Like, have you also noticed that stores are starting to get to get like uh, not as stocked. Um, I, yeah, the last two times I do a grocery pickup order every Sunday and the last two times I went to do my pickup order, they're substituting or they're out of basic things, not toilet paper this time. They have plenty of toilet paper, but weird random items that I thought I was the only person that got. Yeah. I, and, and I just went into a random dollar general the other day to get, you know, what else but Kleenexes. And, uh, there was like one box of Kleenexes left. And it is was, allergy season. It is allergy season, but and then obviously all the toilet paper is pretty much gone. Well, and I can I can tell you what happened there. Back in the the you know toilet paper crisis of the pandemic, these companies had to focus on you know the paper products making toilet paper to catch up for the demand. Sure, and so they stopped producing tissue. And so, you know, now they they made a boatload of toilet paper. So toilet paper's in stock. Now they're trying to catch up on making tissue. And yeah, so, you know, give it possible. a little bit and then all of a sudden, you know, you'll be able to blow your nose but not wipe your butt. We have to choose. It's, it's a cycle. I guess yeah. you can use toilet paper for both, though. I've, in, yeah, that's the thing. I'm, yeah. You know, I mean, I've in, got a 14-year-old. You can blow your nose on your shirt, really. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I know how that works. You can learn from them sometimes, so. The the next thing I have, you, you'll you really like this. You're going to hate it, but you'll like the fact that it, it's it's brought up on the show so we can talk about it. Um, in New York, their largest healthcare provider is called Northwell Health, and they announced that 1,400, 1,400 employees refused to get vaccinated and they had to leave their jobs. So they mandated uh, because the state of New York required that all hospital and nursing home workers to be vaccinated, which represents 650,000 people in the state of New York. Uh, but, but what they didn't do is give employees the the option to test weekly right or have an exemption for religious reasons well that's out the door this is the thing like there is no in the federal mandate there is no room for a religious exemption you either get it or you get tested every week but who's to say companies are going to implement 
that testing infrastructure. That's that's the cost is on them. So why would they do that if they can just say, you know what, you're you're fired or you got to get the vaccine? Yeah. Here's what here's what I think is the most idiotic thing about the New York thing you just told me. Healthcare workers, the people that are in nursing homes and hospitals, okay, they've been exposed to COVID tons and times. I, they're probably the, some of the first people to have it before we had this vaccine. When I was still working in EMS during the COVID crisis, um, I would go into hospitals and there would be nurses on the floor in the ICU that had COVID that were wearing an N95. They couldn't go into patient rooms, but they had COVID, but they had to still work because they were, there was a shortage. They, they, they needed all the people on staff as possible. These people were walking around doing their jobs fine. They just tested positive with COVID. So now, now we're, we're all latched onto this belief that getting the vaccine is going to stop you from spreading the virus to someone else. And that is 100% false. And that is something that a lot of people truly believe. Most people, I'd say, have been have been fooled into believing that I'm going to get the vaccine so I don't spread it to other people. That's not how it works. And, you know, when you get the vaccine, if you haven't had COVID already, you're just not going to have symptoms when you get COVID. Or you're going to have symptoms and not die. The vaccine does not guarantee you to not get it. It does not guarantee you that you're not going to spread it when you get it. And it also doesn't guarantee that you don't get symptoms. The only thing that it helps to prevent is your death when you get COVID. Or serious complications. Or serious complications. Sure. People keep people out of the hospital. This is why it frustrates me to no end. Because we're living in a world now where people are making law and and firing people based upon a false misconception that you're getting the COVID vaccine to stop others from getting it from you. That's not the case. Right. And that is exactly why they're firing these healthcare workers. And I think they got that got twisted early on because I think the message was get your vaccine to help others. Yeah, exactly. And and it turned into get your vaccine to help others from getting COVID. And and I think that's that's gotten twisted. The message is get your vaccine to help others and you're helping others by hopefully getting the vaccine and you know not being sick. Um, that's just certainly been convoluted. There's there's a lot of reasons help help others by staying out of the hospital with serious illness. Well, I'll tell you I'll tell you what this is, and that's probably part of it. That's probably where it originated was because hospitals were overloaded. So when the vaccine came out, the message was get your vaccines. So you don't have to stay in the hospital and put stress on the system. That was the whole reason for social distancing. That was the whole reason for shutting down the entire country and and keeping people from going to their jobs. So that we didn't spread this virus rapidly, so and that would end up overloading the healthcare system. That was the whole reason for everything. Sure, and I'm going to say this about COVID too. I'm not a virologist or microbiologist, um, but I have Googled this a lot, so I'm pretty much a microbiologist. Pretty much, pretty much a subject matter expert now yeah. that you've read several Google articles. <laughs> I, I am, however, I was born a germaphobe, so I have lived my whole life um, aware of germs and transmission. Um, and, and so obviously since COVID, I have just been, you know, on a heightened level of anxiety anyway, but germs don't just magically fly. Like they're not wearing a cape and they don't just jump out of your nose and fly across the room. They are spread, they're expelled, right? In droplets. And so that's a given, but that's how the flu spreads. That's how colds spread. So during flu season, during cold season, that's exactly how those things spread, so 
the the reality is this: if you're doing the things that that you've been asked to do, and that's social distancing, the reason for that is to keep people out of that zone where other people are sneezing, breathing, coughing, or you know, touching things, wiping your face. I see so many people like grabbing things in store and then you know, rubbing their face and stuff. That's how you get not only COVID, but the cold and the flu and things of that nature. Those are the primary methods through my research that, that COVID is being spread. Now, granted, there's a lot of science that shows, you know, inside of restaurants, for example, with poor filtration, you know, all you're doing is you're, you're pulling air in through the intake and then blowing it right back out. So you're spreading it through the air handler, but you know, in a, in a huge if we'll take, for example, a large, you know, shopping mall, um, your air handler is not sucking it in and blowing it out for everybody. But when you walk through when somebody sneezes and you walk through there and you breathe in and you do that enough times, that's how you get the common cold. Or you, yep. you know, put your hand on the escalator and at the top you scratch your nose. That's how you get the cold or the yep. flu. The flu just doesn't, you know, isn't just sitting there Floats and sees you 20 mouth. feet yeah, away and yeah. says, oh, and that's the you. one and flies. Viruses aren't even alive. They're literally particles that have strains of DNA in them. And on the outside, they have keys to get into our cells. That's, that's what viruses are. They're not living things. They're literally, they're, they're just pieces of DNA or pieces of RNA that are in the perfect position to replicate themselves. Uh, this, this virus, um, whether or not you believe this or not, it's up to you and up to your research. Uh, I believe it was genetically engineered to do what it does um, because it came out of the freaking Wuhan, China, where there happened to be a virology lab that was studying coronaviruses. I mean, huh, funny coincidence, right? Um, but yeah, it, it was it was genetically engineered to do a certain thing, and it's been doing that thing very well. Um, what? But going back to what we were talking about earlier with the with New York and um, them shutting everything down. Do you remember at the beginning of this when the goal was lower the amount of COVID deaths, right? Right. That was the goal. Then when we lower the amount of COVID deaths, the goal was lower the amount of hospitalizations. Okay, yeah, sure. That's great. We've now moved on to, after that, we moved on to lower the cases, so now that's kind of where we are now, and our cases are getting pretty low. Well, the government that is in power and most of the democratic states around the country who who still have a lot of the uh, restrictions on their citizens, New York, you can't um, go in go into any you know shopping center or restaurant or anything like that unless you can prove that you're vaccinated. If you have a medical condition that prevents you from doing that or you have a religious exemption, sorry about your luck. You can't live your life the way you want to anymore. Um, they keep moving the goalposts uh, to live these restrictions. They keep saying, okay, well, you know, a few months ago it was when we get cases down to this rate, then we're going to start opening things back up. Well, now it's when we have 90% vaccination, right? I believe um, Biden came out the other day or made a, made a – press release or something that said the goal was 98% vaccination. For the I mean, country? At the country. There's no way. It's, that's what I'm saying. Is, I mean, there's absolutely no way. And, I, and if we ever reach that goal, it's going to be, well, now we need 98% of everyone to get their second booster, right? And it's just going to, the goalposts are going to keep being moved. That's what I want everyone to realize. COVID itself, the pandemic is, for all intents and purposes, over, 
right? We still have a virus that's causing a lot of trouble, but it's it's not at the level of danger that we were when we first got started. In fact, the Delta variant is actually kind of waning right now. It was pretty bad for the past couple of weeks. I was actually kind of worried about it for the past month, but it's slowly gotten better. At least in Tennessee, the numbers are getting better because one reason is more people are getting vaccinated. Another reason is more people are getting it and surviving. All the people that were going to die from it, or most of them, have gotten it and either survived, now they have immunity, or they've passed away. So we're, we're adapting. That's what the world is going to do. That's what humans have been doing ever since they've existed on this earth. The COVID virus is never going to be eradicated. It is, it is not going to just go away when we have 100% vaccination. Because guess what? We, we thought that that would work. Uh, look at Israel. Israel has almost a 98% vaccination rate. They're extremely high. They went through the Delta variant, and it did exactly what it was starting to do here. It was still hospitalizing people. It was still killing people, even though everybody was pretty much vaccinated in Israel. They're using the same vaccines that we are. And they're now they're going to boosters, right? And that's what they're going to continue to do. They're a few steps ahead of us as far as the progression of things. We're never going to get rid of COVID. COVID will always be there, whether it's because it's infecting vaccinated people who don't have symptoms and then therefore it spreads to other people and just is a benign virus that everyone catches like a common cold. Or it's because it can also um, multiply and exist in animals. It can house cats, dogs. The coronavirus can do that. It can do it in bats, obviously, because that's where it comes from. Um, it's never going to go away. I feel like people are being sold a false narrative that we're going to beat the virus and it's going to be gone and everything is going to be back to 100% normal. No, it's it's never going to be back to 100% normal. We're going to adapt to this virus, but you cannot let the government continue to restrict you and fool you into thinking there's this ephemeral goal on the other side of the of the uh, uh, at the end of the racetrack where everything is back to normal, magic, COVID gone. All we have to do is do this. All we have to do is do this. If you want your rights back, all you got to do is achieve this goal. We've made such a huge mistake by going down the road of here's the goal you have to get to get your rights back. I think that's terrifying. So keep that in mind, folks. When when you're voting uh, in these upcoming elections, keep in mind uh, that who keeps moving the goalpost. I'm not going to tell you because you know who I think it is. You need to go look and research it yourself and uh, come to that conclusion and then vote how you think, well, how do you want to live? Do you want to live on lockdowns? Do you want to live in continuous COVID fear? Or do we want to move on from this? Do we want to adapt as a species? So I can keep going on all day, Chris. I think you need to take up the next topic before everyone no, I, starts I, tuning out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, that's all my topics I brought. Okay. Well, I I, I didn't really... Oh, oh. no, I'm, I'm going to release something on this show uh, that most of our listeners are probably... Not gonna believe, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody. This is something that I've hidden about myself, um, and I'm gonna. I know this is not my coming out episode. That's that's not it. We missed that. One. Uh, yeah. Um, I listen to a radio station in Nashville called Super Talk, ninety nine seven WTN. It is a conservative radio station. Um, in fact, uh, it's where Phil Valentine. Um, was a was a, a host. Um, he has recently passed of COVID, um, but it's just full of of very conservative uh, talk show hosts. and And I listen to it when I drive. Um, I don't know why, uh, other than I like to understand other people's opinions. Um, 
some sometimes what they say makes me mad and angry. Sometimes what they say um, I agree with, which is the entire purpose of this show. So yeah, I've, I guess of course I listen to it. But today I think was the best day ever of listening to the show, and uh, and this is kind of news. And I hate to steal somebody else's. Um, news report, but I'm going to because I love it. That's how the news cycle goes. Yeah. Um, but they were talking about um, in Congress, there's there's two senators that are blocking this, um, what, three-something trillion dollar... 3.5 trillion dollar 3.5 trillion bill. dollar infrastructure bill. And, and, and what I found interesting is when you're in Congress, you travel to Washington for the cycle, and then after you're finished, you go home. Or while you're there, a lot of senators have apartments that they pay for and, you know, live there. Some senators have yachts, boats, you know, whatever, but they, they live in a boat while they're there, like on the water. And these, there's one senator in particular who was blocking this bill, was on his boat, yacht. I don't know. I didn't see a picture of it, but I'm sure it was nice. It was a yacht, yes. It was, okay, a yacht. And I wasn't going to make any it was named. It was named Almost Heaven, I believe. Okay. Well, it was, okay, so it was a yacht. He, so he's on his yacht. And so these protesters decided to approach him by getting on kayaks. And so they all like, you know, uh, accosted him while he's on his yacht and they pulled up in kayaks and were, you know, yelling and screaming. And, and he came out and I guess he kept his cool. He's like, look, you know, we will talk about this, but um, come to my office Monday because my you're really disturbing like all the other yachts parked here in a row, like you're disturbing my neighbors. But what, was, what I really enjoyed about the story is they dubbed them... Um, um, Kayaktivists. Kayaktivists. Yep. I, I, and I, I just cracked up driving down the street. I love that. Uh, I thought that was great. And and the other um, lady senator who blocked the bill apparently was leaving um, the halls of Congress and they accosted her. So she runs in a bathroom to take refuge. And the group of people, like the, I guess the women in the group, followed her in. And there's audio recordings of like, you know, they're sitting there trying to talk to her and talk to her about this bill. There's like a toilet flushing in the background. And, you know, it's it was a really cool, interesting story. But I just, you can't do anything. I mean, imagine being in Washington right now, like trying to do the right thing uh, or what you feel might be the right thing. And, you know, you're on your boat and people just, they find you no matter what. It's like the people trying to reach you about your car's extended yeah. warranty. Like they're on kayaks and they're in the bathroom with you and you can't get away from it. The senator that was on the yacht was Senator Joe Manchin. Um, and uh, he has been pretty much the only thing that stands between um, America and every single possible um, liberal policy that can be imagined. Um, because he is he's a Democrat, but he's not a progressive, super liberal Democrat. He lives in a more moderate state and his constituency does not want uncontrolled spending like uh, this bill is proposing. So the one that he's uh, currently saying he does not want to pass, he's not going to vote yes on yet, is um, H.R. 3684, the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. Uh, and um, – I was trying to find what was in it before the podcast. It took me a while. Uh, but you can go on congress.gov, and um, if you start scrolling at the top of the bill and just scroll as fast as you possibly can down the bill, it will probably take you about five minutes to reach the bottom of your page of constant scrolling. 
That is how long this bill is. This is the $3.5 trillion spending. So eventually I found some semblance of what is in here. Uh, and uh, there is there is a lot of infrastructure. There's stuff about improving roads and bridges. There's stuff about um, building a national uh, electric car charging network. There's stuff about broadband for rural areas and all that. That's more grants and um, there's a, there's a lot of stuff in there that I agree with. One of the things that I agree with is um, a build out of uh, America's nuclear power infrastructure, which I was very excited to see. However, that's like a small portion of it compared to all of the amendments that have been tacked on. Um, there's a minimum wage increase in there. There is a uh, there's a pathway to to citizenship, essentially am- amnesty thing in there. There is um, uh, this this provision that pays certain big cities, uh, specifically over like you know a certain population, pays them money to plant trees. Which sure that's a good thing, but why is that in an infrastructure bill? Um, what uh, there's there's um, I'm trying to think of the other thing. Uh, there there is um, some specific grants to certain companies like Amtrak and and all that stuff. Sure, you could relate that to infrastructure. I mean, there's just tons of stuff. There's there's cybersecurity stuff. There's, um, I mean, I could just go on and on and on. It's so full of stuff. And a lot of it is is pumped in by the, the Democrats, and the Republicans don't agree with having all that in there. There's a $1.5 trillion uh, infrastructure bill that is just infrastructure, and does not have all those what are called riders on the bill that that are that are a bunch of different completely unrelated policies that are trying to be pushed to the American people like hey we need this one we need this 3.5 trillion dollars for infrastructure when in reality half if not uh, two-thirds of it is going to something completely unrelated to infrastructure that's what the government does now is they try to fool everyone into thinking Hey, this is a big infrastructure bill, um, but in reality, it's a bunch of other stuff We've that has. Stuff that, it's, it's an infrastructure title, but it has a bunch of stuff at the end of it that's completely unrelated. And I mean, I could barely read the whole thing. I'm just by scrolling through trying to find what all what all is in it. And I feel like a lot of bills are written like that nowadays. They're written long. They're written really complicated, so it's hard for someone like me to get on there and like figure out exactly what is in this. Well, they think the average American is just doesn't have the time or interest, I mean, or the brains. I really believe they don't read think this. that. Yeah, so that's the problem. That's why we're having this fight right now. And I, I thank God that we have Joe Manchin and um, I'm trying to remember her name, the lady that was accosted in the bathroom. Um, I, I, I remembered it earlier today. Uh, let's see. Everything of that nature should be looked through and scrutinized. But you, I mean. When these things are written, and I've looked at some of the public documents that that Congress gets copies of to to look at and to vote on sometimes, and you know hundreds and hundreds of pages they get the night before, like you can't. Yep. And 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 her name is Kristen Cinema, by the way. That's right, that's sorry, what her name Kristen is. Cinema. So what the thing is is you look at look at the news articles about this. It's like um, activists demand answers, and uh, uh, let's see. 
Like for what? And, what? Yeah, demand how she does she stand up yeah. to pee? I mean, what do they want answers here's, for? Here's here's the here's the other nasty thing about this bill. So the the government normally, if they were passing some big bill like this, it would take sixty votes, right? And the Democrats don't have sixty; they have fifty. Um, they actually, yeah, they have exactly fifty. We're half and half in the Senate right now. There are fifty Republicans and fifty Democrats. Uh, there's a tiebreaker vote, which is Kamala Harris. So obviously she's going to vote Democrat. Um, the Democrats want to pass everything that they could possibly imagine because they know that the Republicans are going to retake the House in the midterms. I mean, it's everyone understands that's going to happen because of the, the failures of the Biden presidency so far. And um, so they're trying to shove everything they possibly can through. And they're doing it through methods that are really... Um, dirty, in my opinion. So Crippling to our economy, I think. What they're doing is they're passing all this junk um, in this infrastructure bill, quote-unquote, under what's called budget reconciliation. Now, this is essentially, this is a process that's meant to break a stalemate in a divided government where they don't have 60 votes so that the government can continue to run its essential processes. That's what gov- budget reconciliation is. Well, the Democrats have changed the rules and twisted this so that they can basically, they're trying to pass everything they possibly can and call it a budget reconciliation bill, when in reality, it's not. It's it's a bill that is should be passed via 60 votes on its own, this infrastructure bill, because that's what the law says it should. But it's being labeled as budget reconciliation, and it's been given this huge number and anyone who opposes it is basically demonized. It's it, it, that's why um, Kristen Cinema and um, Joe Manchin are being followed and hunted down by these activists and saying they want answers. Kai activists. Kai activists. I read a couple quotes from the Kai activists, and they were saying, um, "We need this now. We can't wait." Um, you know, like, "What? Why are you doing this? The American people need this." These people don't understand what they're talking about. They haven't read that document. No, they don't. They, they, the Democrats sell a really, really powerful story to everyone that listens to them. And then they just get blood boiled mad at these two people that don't agree with what's going on, especially, specifically due to the whole passing under reconciliation thing. I mean, we almost had the HR1 bill pass. I, I don't know if you guys remember me talking about that back in season one, where HR1 was. Uh, Puerto Rico, uh, no, no, D.C. becomes a state, um, uh, national, federalizes the the uh, voting system, uh, makes a vote, vote by mail a requirement for all states, removes voter ID laws, prevents states from purging voter rolls of dead people. I mean, it was just a, a stamp on the ballot to allow Democrats to win, in my opinion, for the rest of their existence. Because of all the things that they are tweaking to make it easier for, and this is controversial, but easier for voter fraud to happen, in my opinion. We haven't talked about the 2020 election yet, probably by a good thing, because it's kind of like beating a dead horse at this point. But that's what H.R. 1 was. H.R. 1 was a not just election reform, but it was that was the $15 minimum wage. It was lowering the voter registration age to 16 um, and I think it actually talked about lowering the voting age to 16. It was a bunch of crazy stuff that how would it ever pass in a truly divided Congress? They tried to do budget reconciliation on it, and that failed because the Senate parliamentarian, the 
person, the the non-biased person in the Senate that actually tries to enforce the rules, um, said, no, 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 you can't do it that way. And then they were filibustering it as well. The, the Republicans were filibustering it. So yeah, it was, then uh, obviously you might have heard as well, the Democrats trying to get rid of the filibuster. Joe Manchin blocked that. What a train wreck. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, It sounds like a full-on train wreck. I think it's hilarious that the Democrats want to get rid of the filibuster when that's the whole reason they were able to hold off a lot of Republican bills, you know, several years ago. Um, they're, in my mind, it's they're very, we want it now and have no thought about what is going to happen in the future. Because what happens when it's when it's flipped and there's 50 Republicans and the Republicans own the House, and the Republicans have a president. And if they got rid of the filibuster, every Republican bill that comes out is going to pass, and they don't need a, an ounce of Democratic support. That's not a way to run a republic. There's a reason we need 60 votes and not 50, not 51. Simple majority, I don't think, is productive at all. I think it, there should never be a simple majority. They need to learn to get along and come together and make a bill that everyone can agree with. You know what? And that is that is common sense and logic. And I'll tell you, too, the the cool thing, I haven't told you this yet, but I think our listen, listeners would be excited, especially if you like our common sense and logic when we talk about government. When I looked at the show stats a few weeks ago, we have started to get some downloads from Washington, D.C. area. Oh, no. They're so watching us. <laughs> they're, we are, I know. It's, I, was, I was freaked out at first. I'm like, we're on somebody's radar. But I hope that they listen to it and think, oh, these guys have some common sense and logic. The chances are probably slim that they'll even take any advice well, from, you know, two guys on a podcast. But, um, you know, I was just really I was really shocked when I saw that. I'm just wondering who in the Washington, D.C. area um, is listening to this. So the, pr- the problem shout is, out. is. And more yeah. importantly, if you want to be on the show and, and defend your side, I don't know what side you're on. It doesn't tell us who listened, but. Um, send us emails, the emails at the end of the show and in you know, the podcast website. I would love to eventually get like, um, you know, uh, a, a representative from Tennessee in here at some point, or maybe a state representative. I think that'd be really interesting to talk to someone who's actually in, in, in that form of, and, you know, just so deep into it that we can actually get some insight on the processes. And I'll make some phone calls and I'll get someone from each side of the aisle. That'd be good. Just for you. I'd like to have that. Not at yeah. the same time. No, I, I think that probably would not be productive. But no, this is I can not only fight afford club. to be outnumbered once. Um, right. <laughs> so, well, no. We, or maybe we could televise this episode and do them at the same time and rearrange the studio and have a little bell. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, we could just uh, put some plexiglass in between them so they don't attack each other. Or, there you go. Yeah. Security. Nice. <laughs> Security. We, but we will do that. I will make that my mission. We say guests with incredible or unique stories. I guess you would have an incredible or unique story if you're a, a congressman from Tennessee. So we we will we will work on getting um, a Tennessee congressman. We talk enough about politics, I think, that it makes sense. And that's basically the – I think that's the basis of our show. We we disagree on a lot on a lot of things, but we still agree on some basic things, and you know that in the end, you know we're still friends. We still can get along. Um, that's I, that's why it kind of makes me sad seeing a lot of the um, the hatred that goes around these days regarding. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people that just um, unfriend on Facebook and unfriend in real life people that that have opposite opinions of them, and you don't grow as a person because. The reality is I'm not going to change your mind and you're going to change my mind, but we can talk about it. And I see things differently. I mean, you know, that's why I listen to 99.7 in Nashville. I, I like to understand 
the perspective. And, and I'm not going to lie. There are times when I've been able to look at things from uh, another, another viewpoint. Now that does two things that either lets me know that I am right. Or that lets me know that maybe I'm looking at it in a different way. But the point is, is to open your mind. <laughs> Sorry. That was funny. What's that? <laughs> I just couldn't get myself together. That was funny. <laughs> I mean, that, no, seriously, when, if you look at somebody else's opinion and you no, assess no, that to yours. I, I'm talking about the audio glitch that happened. Yeah, our listeners didn't hear that, but no, it just went in the... Uh, we had a... We had, for some reason, Chris's iPad decided to restart in the middle and we still had the audio plugged into it. So it made this un this crazy noise that was super loud and we both just jumped in the middle of this yeah. special conversation. So it went in yeah. our headphones, but it didn't go out to our listeners. Yeah. So that's why yeah. we paused and stuttered. But I'm going to cut that out in post so they'll never hear it. But anyway. But yeah, it's it's kind of disappointing sometimes to... It, I feel like it's all or nothing. You know, there's no meat in the middle anymore. It's the Democrats, they, they want 100% what they want and they can't, there's no compromise. And the Republicans, they they can do the same thing. Not, I'm, they haven't been in power long enough, I don't think, to <laughs> to be in that kind of position. <laughs> but I I don't know. It's it's really disappointing to see that at least half of the country is, is, and it's not everybody. I mean, I guarantee you there's there's maybe 30, 20% that are angry and it's all or nothing, you know? But they're pretty loud. And it, I guess it just is kind of why I was, you know, why I feel a bit disappointed with everything. Sure. So, well, I think we've gone on long enough about politics for the episode. Um, Chloe's not here today. Um, she's on a, she's on a trip uh, with uh, a university she is volunteering with, and so I'm going to um, do pop culture for her. Oh boy! I have um, um, I have done research into pop culture. So have you actually? Bum, ba, ba, I thought this was a joke. No, let me. <laughs> dum, ba, ba, dum, it's pop culture with Chris. Is that is that what's happening? It, that normally does not happen with Chloe. So well, I know, but I'm. Well, we'll get Chloe an intro now that okay. I've got an intro. All right. So pop culture in pop culture news. Um, the Brian Laundry, is it Brian Laundry? Yeah, that's him. Uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter is looking for him, and if he is going to be found, it he will be found by Dog the Bounty Hunter. Um, yeah, we of, talked about Dog. Yeah, last yeah, time. Yeah, a lot of people banging are banging on the door. But yeah, so but he, they have expanded the search. Dog is finding all these discarded um, uh, power drink cans like laying around the Appalachian Trail, and Dog is convinced that the guy is like walking the Appalachian Trail. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And there was a guy who apparently stopped and saw him on the Appalachian Trail. There's a family who had a picture and he they thought he was in the background of the picture. Uh, but there's a lot of like discarded energy drink cans that they think is his. Uh, but Dog is on it. He, yeah. And people are saying he's getting a lot of publicity. But um, hey, man, if, if, if Dog's after you, he's going to catch you. Uh, didn't he retire after his wife died? I, I think, think that was why. And so he's this out is of why he's coming now. out of retirement. Yeah. Sure. For this special case. Um, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I My first reaction is, I feel like Brian Laundry is not the only person that drinks those energy drinks. Um, so yeah. I guess we will see. Um, but they were not faded and they were fresh, says Dog. So yeah, Dog is going to find the guy and uh, no questions about it. I he, They really... I really hope they, he does. Yeah. I really hope he does. I think that will be a fantastic... Um, next chapter to the story um maybe honestly uh, there's a, i'm sure there's a lot of people that are 
human trackers in this country. Um, but none, I think, more popular than Dog, <laughs> the bounty right. hunter, because he, he, I think he had a whole show. Well, he's motivated. It, but, like, yeah. I'm, I'm a certified man tracker. And I'm not motivated to go do it, but yeah. dogs like he's got he a personal vendetta. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Not only that, but like you know, he's got all the TV crews following him and yeah. stuff. I mean, he you know he not the same show, but he gets a lot of publicity off. Of and that. if he's, he actually catches with the TV crews, bank. man, he's gonna make a lot yeah. of money. I hope he donates a lot of it. I think that'll be really exactly. uh, that will help a lot of people with him, you know, going after it. So that I feel like it will there will be a lot of controversy if he does find him and he gets a lot of money for it. You know, it's like, well, he just did it for the money. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, honestly, if you had those skills and you thought you could find him, why wouldn't you go after um, yeah. him? And if you find him, that's the reward, right? That's what you get. Yeah. So. And the the difference, though, is that normally if you have a missing person, you start with a point last seen and you start looking for sign. Well, there's no real point last seen for him other than a picture there. But, you know, it's very difficult and, to track. And then so. Chloe told us that he turned on his um, his instagram live and he was on a lake yeah so, so i mean it's a it's a challenging search and at that point you're just like you know you're walking around and you're just looking for these clues but they're not you know discarded energy drink cans or you know gum wrappers we're talking about social media clues like yep. this or appearing in the back of or the guy who saw him in a truck we know um, he has a burner phone so yeah. I, I really think that the thing that's going to help find him is going to be a mistake another mistake he makes yeah or they're going to subpoena some of these companies that I mean he he's he was on Instagram. They know he was on Instagram. He had to be in accessing cell towers for that. And I, I, however long that subpoena process takes, it needs to happen soon because he's going to move. Oh, at he least has when, probably moved yeah, a long way. But at least we know where he was to get sure. a general trajectory. And if and if it's confirmed, I mean, if you know two places, then you get a line. And yeah. if the line is along an Appalachian Trail, then you get a you know, a pretty decent thing. But if he's on the Appalachian Trail, there's places on that where there's no cell signal. Yeah. So, you know, for somebody who's really big into social media like that, it's probably going to... He's going to have to get you, on when you get some When point. you get some bars back, the first thing you want to do is maybe check in on things. So, yeah, he'll, I think he'll show up that method. And I hope it's dog there waiting for him. I don't know. I, I, I almost wonder if he's going to die out there and we'll never find his body. You know, a lot of people hike that through hike it. I mean, if he's an outdoorsy person, like you say, I mean, they're... That's just what they do. Yeah, but I think he maybe would want to die out there. I don't know. That's a deeper, that's a deep subject. That, yeah. Well, that's interesting. And the I guess last we'll see. bit of pop culture news, uh, and I only know, well, I'll tell you why I know this later, but um, the Britney Spears conservatorship has been ended. Uh, she is now in control of her life, and she has decided to stop performing. Stop performing. Stop performing. Wow. Or stop working now. I I I only well, doesn't she have like billions of dollars? <laughs> she I mean I I don't so, think so. I think it all went to the conservatorship, which was her dad. But, but she owns it now, right? I, well, I think I think you know. See, that's what I don't understand. I thought my understanding was that all the money that she made went to her father to control, and now that that's over, I don't think she gets it back. I think if she continued to earn, she would get what she earned. So, but I really don't. I don't understand the depth. She of that. still gets all the royalties. I'm sure. It, she music. probably now gets royalties from airplay and, the show and stuff, but that's and, not yeah. a lot. I mean, most the mo the people who make the money off of airplay on music are the people that wrote the songs, not the artists. I would be surprised if she didn't get some sum of money with uh, while after this has been broken, because sure, it wouldn't make any sense to me that 
you know, it, like here's the thing: if you were a kid like her, and and you were a child star, and you made all this money, it wouldn't make any sense that your parents kept it when you got eighteen. I mean, well, that's it wouldn't, and that's why the conservatorship doesn't make much sense. Right? But it, she'll probably get something, but clearly not as much as she would have if she was earning. So, and the only reason I know that is because my husband was watching the the documentary on uh, Britney Spears the other night, and and it made me think about. Um, what was going on? So I Googled it. How old is she now? Isn't she like 30 or something? She's late thirties, I believe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but that's the extent of my uh, knowledge on pop culture this week. I, I know that was nowhere near the caliber of, um, Chloe could do for us, but, um, you know, I had to, had to bring you that. So, well, she'll be back next week. Um, and, uh, we'll have a complete show again. So that'll be nice. Very good. We will be complete. Be complete once again. Well, we want to thank our listeners for joining us. Um, you know, it's it's rough time. So uh, love your neighbor, love yourself, uh, love people. Don't be afraid to think critically. Research, research what you see on the news. Research what you hear from us. I mean, we we're we're open about our biases. You know, you know that I am a conservative. You know that Chris is a libertarian. Um, take what you hear from us at face value. And um, research it yourself. It's 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 something that I think we need to encourage everyone to do in order to make it out of this trap that we're in right now. I, I think that people just take what they see as fact without any research, and that's what's causing a lot of the misunderstanding in our in our country. Um, so I encourage you to do that, not just with the news or any source you find, but like I said, with us as well. So. This Absolutely. has been kind of a somber episode. I it think. has. Like it's, it's, it's been Chloe's not here, sitting yeah. across the table, smiling. Yeah. No, we haven't been cracking as many jokes. I know. Um, I think we're exhausted. Like yeah. I've just had a rough several weeks. Yeah, my allergies are killing me, and so it's, yeah, it's it is what it is. We'll have ups and downs. Absolutely. Well, shoot us an email. I'm Chris at stillloveyebro.com. I'm Jess J E S S E at stillloveyebro.com. That's yeah. ya with a y a. Um, we have Facebook, we have uh, social media, we have um, Chloe manages all that for us. So, yeah, and we'd appreciate it if you liked and followed us. That would help us a lot. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you can get your podcast. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, which well, I think most of our listeners are, I think, you can rate us there. A lot of them are on Spotify, I believe. Yep. So give us a favorite on Spotify if you'd like listening. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Adios. Adios.